Hello everybody and welcome back to Let's Get Down to Business, your favorite podcast. (laughs) I feel like it's always so awkward after I start saying your favorite podcast that there's just an awkward like silence. A pause, it's just a pause until I say something. It's awkward either way, but you know, (laughs) I try. I try my best to make it not awkward. But it is, though, because there's just a moment at every single episode where I'm like, oh, your favorite podcast. And then we sit there in silence for a couple seconds and are a little embarrassed, but it's okay. (laughs) Anyway, um, today, oh, I wanted to talk about um, things in, so I think I talked about a little while ago. And if in a, in a previous episode at some point, my moments in media that that like altered my brain chemistry or changed me or something like that, just like my favorite moments in media, I think I talked about that. I'm not actually sure. I'm assuming I did though. So okay, <laughs> um, so I want to talk about like things in media that I think could be classics in the future because you know how there's like classic. I don't know if there's really classic movies i'm not a big movie fanatic so i don't know but i know there's classic novels you know what i mean like um pride and prejudice um the picture of dorian gray i think the great gatsby like things like that like classic classic novels that i mean those were written a while ago so you know what i mean so say i don't know how long ago i don't know my things and then i don't know movies either but i assume something similar like i don't know i've never seen the breakfast club I feel like The Breakfast Club is some classic movie. I don't actually know. I could be completely off. Hold on. I'm going to look up classic movies. And then we'll have this discussion. But you know, you know what I mean, though. The Wizard of Oz. Oh, that makes more sense. Breakfast at Tiffany's. Okay. I don't actually know what The Breakfast Club is. So that's good. The Sound of Music. Um, is 12 Every Met a classic movie? Oh, I saw that. That was exciting. Um, Greece? I don't know if Greece is. I just, if you look up classic movies, the first thing that comes up is popular classic movies. There's things like Toy Story, Back to the Future, 10 Things I Hate About You, which I don't know if those are real classic movies. West Side Story, Beetlejuice, Matilda. You know what I mean? Okay, like The Nightmare Before Christmas, E.T., Mary Poppins, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I Stuff like that, okay? Um, classic movies. So here, I don't know if there's classic TV shows, but I'm not that familiar with the classics. And hold on, I'll give you a list of some classic books too, just so that we're, we're clear. I'm so sorry. Um, what are those ones? Uh, Jane Eyre. Emma by Jane Austen. You know what I mean. Like, like the Iliad, Homer, like, stuff like that, okay? Classics. Classic novels. Classic movies. Classic whatever. Here are things that I think in the future could become classics. Or what I would hope do. Because I don't know if classics are ever going to change. You know what I mean? Like, in the time period from those these classic books that were written such a long time ago when were they written actually but you you know what i mean like from the time period from now to then will it be 
sorry, I don't know how I'm saying this. Like, the same that way? Like, <laughs> I can't say this right. Um, when was Jane Austen? But when did Pride and Prejudice come out? <laughs> Hold on. I'm so sorry. When did Pride... Oh, that's not the same thing. Okay, when did Pride and Prejudice come out? Don't worry about it. I'm working on it. 1813? You're kidding! Okay, so I... <laughs> so let's say in... What would that make this? 22... In like 2200. <laughs> the year. <laughs> Here are what I hope are the classic films, um, TV shows, I'll go TV shows too, books, like media, media, right? Okay. <laughs> and these are obviously things I've seen, so I haven't seen that many movies, I, um, or that many TV shows for that matter. I don't know why, I don't watch a lot of TV, I feel like. Um, but, you know, here's what I would hope for, if it would be. You know, and I feel like a lot of these things are going to be some some infamous, um, like like infamous TV shows or whatever. So like, if we were saying TV shows, I'd go Friends. I think Friends is the perfect show, and I don't know if there's like classic TV shows out there at all, but I think Friends should be it. I think they they should be the first one because everyone knows about it, and I talked about this before, so I'll say it really quick. But I think if you don't like Friends, you're just, like, begging for attention and you're a liar. Because it's such a fun show. I think sitcoms are the new normal. Like, I love a good sitcom. I don't want an action film, action TV show, like, spooky. I'm talking to you, Stranger Things. I don't want to watch that. I want to watch a sitcom. I want to watch a happy sitcom where there are just characters hanging out and there's not much conflict. And, I mean, there's technically a conflict, like, all the time in, like, every episode. But, like... At the same time, they're just living their happy lives at work or in New York City or wherever they are, you know? So so if we're talking sitcoms, I love sitcoms, so I can tell you my favorites that I hope will be classics. I want Brooklyn Nine-Nine to be a classic. I love Brooklyn Nine-Nine. It's so good. Um... It's in New York, too, just like Friends. So, Friends is older, but, like, they're kind of, like, similar. I don't know. Not at all, but, like, also all the time. I, like, bring up Brooklyn Nine-Nine in conversation all the time. I brought it up yesterday at lunch. I can't even remember what we were talking about. Oh, it was, um, it's Spirit Week <laughs> this week, and one of the days was Spy Day, and we were like, what's the difference between a spy and a detective? And so, I was like, well, detectives like Jake Peralta from Brooklyn Nine-Nine and a spy is like you know what I mean so I was I think I said a spy like goes undercover where the detective like figures it out you know except if we excuse Jake Peralta's like a couple months in the mafia yeah <laughs> then he was undercover but you know yeah <laughs> I just talk about Brooklyn Nine-Nine all the time. I feel like it's on my mind constantly. And I just, I laugh at like every single episode. It's so good. And I love the characters and I love everybody. And 
it's just such a good show and it's so much fun you know what i mean you can just sit down and just binge it because it's it's pretty happy-go-lucky you know there isn't like it's just fun i think and there's like a few times i feel like in sitcoms there's always like regular things then by the end of the season there's some kind of like shocking twist of some reason for some reason or like of some sorts i like mix those i'm so sorry but like you know what i mean and so um in um what's it called in brooklyn 99 since they're in like they're police officers you know what i mean they i say you know what i mean so fast and so often it's bad but (laughs) they're police officers and so there's some kind of thing going on with the police at like the end of the seasons and something happens it's always so much fun so i just think sitcoms are great so that's a good one i i love brooklyn 99 i love the good place the good place i think like had a little bit more plot than other sitcoms it had a little bit more like oh my god what's gonna happen you know what i mean but it was so good i love the good place i think about the good place more than like i even like can comprehend how much i think about it if that makes sense like i actually i think about it a lot but i don't think that i'm thinking about it (laughs) that doesn't make sense but i love that show and i was i saw something about it the other day i was like oh darn like i forgot that that i forgot about it because i i don't know when i rewatched it i rewatched it recently and it was so good and i had so much fun um I'm feeling like we go for a third rewatch soon in a span of like a couple months afterwards. I don't know, but I loved it. Um, I love that show so much. It's so fun. I think, and I love the cast. I was watching bloopers last night because I have a bloopers problem. I love bloopers. And so <laughs> I um, was watching the bloopers and just, I just love the cast so much. They're so funny and it's just such a good show. So The Good Place is good too. So I'd say that. And then maybe The Office. I feel like I need to do a rewatch of The Office, though, because I feel like I remember nothing. Like, I don't remember anything about it. I don't know how I felt watching it. Like, I remember liking it, but, like, now I don't even recall my feelings towards it. Like, I mean, it's like a... I feel like it is already a classic TV show, almost, because everybody knows it. Everybody loves it. It's like something... It's like Friends, but a couple years later. You know what I mean? And please ignore whatever I say. You know what I mean. Just ignore it, okay? <laughs> but I think it's similar, like, to Friends, where it's kind of already... It's just a beloved show. It's infamous for what it is. It's a sitcom that's gone on a bunch of seasons, and it's just... It's just loved by everybody, you know? For the most part. I mean, except for the few people who lie and want to be different. <laughs> so... <laughs> So just like sitcoms, I think are going to be classics. I don't know if they have to be, maybe some people could argue, what is that show? Stranger Things could be a classic. I've never seen Stranger Things. It could be a classic. Everybody loves it, but I wouldn't care and I've never seen it. So I don't think it's like justifiable for me to say, I think it's going to be a classic. I would, I'm only going to say things that I've seen or read or whatever, you know, or heard, whatever it is. Um... So I'm not going to put Stranger Things in there. I also know a lot of people love Outer Banks. I think these are just like Netflix shows that people really enjoy. But, you know, 
I don't know if Netflix shows can really get that far in in the year 2200. Did I say 20? Yeah. Is that the... Would that be it? it? How would they call that? 20... 22... 22... 22... 22... That's gonna be a fun year. Anyway. Um... I just feel like these kinds of shows that everybody likes a lot, I just don't think aren't going to be relevant in that long. That's why I feel like they have to be some kind of infamous show. Something like Outer Banks. I've seen a little bit of Outer Banks. I Not that much. I've only seen um, like the first three or four episodes. And I mean, it's fine. I haven't had any, like, I just don't love it that much to keep going. I don't watch shows. I don't watch shows very often. I've said this before. I watch like an episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine a night, but that's besides the point. Um, on my own time, I mean, like I, um, I don't, I used to watch, um, a, I would pick a Disney show and watch an episode a night. Uh, I feel like this was back a couple years ago, like during online school where like there was really nothing to worry about. And so I had a bunch of time to spare and I watched a lot of Disney shows. So I started with Wizards of Waverly Place. One of my favorite shows ever. Honestly, I'd say that could be a classic. You may not think that, but I think it. So, I mean, it's a little Disney show, but I think it's a lot of fun. And I really have fun with it, and I love everybody. I just, I love that show. I feel like some people, I feel like it it probably wouldn't be a classic, but I would hope for it to be. You know what I mean? I feel like we shouldn't just, how did we how do we make things classics? Like, how do we consider, oh my god, this is a classic. When did we do that? Like, (laughs) come on. Do we take a vote? I don't think so. We should, though. That would make a lot of sense. Anyway, um, I think we should take votes for most things. I'm talking to you Grammys. If you're doing that one Bonnie lady, I don't actually know if her name is Bonnie. It could be Connie, something like that. Why did she win over All Too Well 10-minute version? All Too Well 10-minute version was the best songs ever written. One of the best songs ever written. How did she not win that Grammy? She showed up there looking absolutely dazzling. Taylor Swift, she looked so, so, so good. The best one on the carpet. Some other people were wearing something just awful. I love red carpets because celebrities wear the most stupid things. But Taylor Swift looked gorgeous. She looked so good. And you know what? You didn't even give her the Grammy for it. She should have gotten that Grammy. Yeah. And then Harry Styles won Album of the Year. And Beyonce broke a record. The Grammys are Beyonce biased. PSA. Beyonce's not that great, Grammys. Can I be on the Grammys team so I can shut this down? Beyonce's fine, but she's not that good. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't listen to her music. I've tried. I don't like it. I don't like her music. She's a cool gal. I don't actually know if she's a cool gal. I don't. But I don't. I'm not in the Beyonce world. I just don't think... Over Taylor Swift, Harry Styles, Adele, like Lizzo. I don't think Beyonce's better. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, so they're Beyonce biased. And yeah. And then also Harry Styles won album of the year. And Taylor Swift was the only one standing up and clapping for him. His ex was the only one standing up and clapping for him. And someone said, hey. Beyonce had a better album. You know what? Taylor Swift went through the same thing when Kanye West went up on the stage after she won in 2009 at the VMA Awards and she said, 
Was it M VMA or MTV? Oh my god. Anyway, one of those. I should figure this out. I feel like it's so bad. Anyway. It's one of those acronyms with three letters, okay? And, um, he said, well, Taylor, you did fine, and I'm gonna let you finish, but Beyonce had one of the best videos of all time. She didn't win, did she? She didn't win. So shut up. I also hate Kanye West. He sucks. But, um, besides that, you know what I mean? I feel like Beyonce should have won. Beyonce should have won. She won every other award under the surface of, like, the face of the earth, okay? Let's calm down about who should have won what. Harry Styles has, what, one Grammy? Now he has three. Let him have it. She has, like, 30. Let's calm down. Beyonce has enough as it is. She doesn't have enough room in her house anymore. Actually, she does. She probably has a huge mansion. I don't know. I don't keep up with Beyonce, but, you know, you know what I'm saying. I'm angry at the Grammys a lot. And Hill Swift, at least she won the Grammy for um, Best Music Video for All Too Well, the short film, which well-deserved, but every category that she was nominated in, All Too Well, the fact that All Too Well did not win, well, also the fact that with the Song of the Years, there was, there was Lizzo, there was Harry Styles, there was, like, I think Adele, too, and maybe, and, and Taylor Swift, but the one lady nobody knew won. Why? Why did she win? She should not have won. I don't care. I don't care who she is, what she does. She should not have won. Okay, so. <laughs> um. <laughs> what was I talking about? Books? No. I mean, probably. But what? TV shows I think are, should be classics? Yeah. Okay. But yeah, so I would watch a Disney. <laughs> I would watch a Disney show, like, a day. So, like, every night, like, I don't know when it would be. I don't know when I found time for this. But I would watch a show. I watched, I got through what? Hannah Montana, Wizards of Waverly Place, Best Friends Whenever, Casey Undercover. I, like, had a thing going. And I got a little bit through Phineas and Ferb before I, like, stopped. And I couldn't do it anymore. And I, I now don't watch an episode of a show a night. I don't know. I want to get back on that. But I just don't watch shows often. So, I did watch, what did I watch? Dash and Lily. Last year, is like a Christmas movie. It was a show, Christmas show. It was like 10 episodes, though, and it was just, it was kind of exciting. It was a book first, too. And I was just thinking, you know, might as well. And it was a little, like, holiday spirit, you know? So I was like, okay, that works for me. But that was it. I tried to watch a little bit of Outer Banks. I, I succeeded a little bit, but not that much. That was my neck. That was crazy. I'm so sorry. Anyway, um, so yeah, TV shows, I just don't know. I don't know. I just don't watch them. So I'm trying to watch Outer Banks. I know it's a lot of people's favorite show, and I know there's a new season coming out soon. I just don't. It's kind of boring. I'm kind of bored. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Will I love it? I, I'm not loving it currently, so we'll see what the future holds. <laughs> Okay, for books, I think would be classics in the future. I don't know. All the classic books have the weirdest writing. They're literally written, like, weird. I don't know. I think the most, like, classic-esque book that I've read that's, like, actually a modern-day book, like, I think is, like, a modern-day classic, is If We Were Villains by M.L. Rio. I know it's kind of, like, it's, like, a sister book to 
The Secret History by Donna Tartt, which is similar, but I think it's longer and a little bit more classic-y. Someone told me a want, like it's a wannabe classic, the, that book. But um, I read If We Were Villains, which is like similar, but it is shorter. And um, I think that it's kind of, it's, it, I don't know. It's about like these, I don't know how many students, maybe six, six students. And um, it was a very good book. It was so sad at the end. I cried a lot and it was absolutely devastating I was trying to say absolutely and actually in the same time and it was a little mashup there but if we were villains wait okay so I cried a lot it was so good basically throughout it's about six six kids they're like in college and they they go to this like art school specifically where they put on plays for like Shakespeare plays like they all study Shakespeare and it's very um autumnal and very fun um and it's such a good book to read in the fall, actually. So it's so good. Um, and one night, I believe one of them dies. And then one of them is in jail later in the years. And he's like coming out ready to tell a story. I think it's written in his point of view. Um, and you you get the whole like past perspective. It's mostly past. And then you get kind of him now like coming out of jail and like um telling a story because the officer that like put him away it's been like 10 years I think it's been like it's a long time since since he was put in jail since he was arrested and so the detective is like babe I've waited 10 years now that you're out I won't tell anybody just tell me what happened 10 years ago so they do that and it's so good it's written you get to see like them put on the place, which is pretty fun. Where they like, um. So so they have the like little chunks of dialogue that are like Shakespeare that kind of don't make sense, and that's why I think it's kind of classicy. I don't know. I feel like it's the most sophisticated book I've ever read. Sophisticated. That's a great word I think to describe it. So that's why I think it's gonna be a classic. That's kind of my only reasoning. That's really the only book like that that I've read. Otherwise, I've read happy, fluffy, fun books. So, or like mysteries. So, yeah, I really, I think it'd be super cool if like a mystery trilogy became a classic. Um, I'm saying like The Inheritance Games or A Good Girl's Guide to Murder. Um, those would just be so fun. I feel like, because I feel like classics... They're just standalones, right? What if we had like a classic trilogy and like a little group of classics that went together? So that's why I'm saying those ones. Um, these are young adult little mysteries. So I don't know what you can even say classics are, like what genre. They're a classic. You know what I mean? That's why I don't know what to... I mean, fiction. I don't know. Pride and Prejudice. Pride and Prejudice. Does it have like romance in it like what I you know what I mean it's where I don't know what genre to really consider I think although I think Emily Henry's books should be classics specifically Beatread and book lovers people who made a vacation I feel like is a little bit more happy fluffy but um I feel like Beatread and people no sorry book lovers are more women's fiction and more like life lessons and they're so good, and they're well-written, like, so well-written. Emily Henry knows how to write. We know this. 
So I just think her books would be great as classics. And then, yeah. I don't know. Her books are so good. I love them. They're so good. We know that. I don't need to keep talking. I think, oh my god, you know what else? I think uh, Taylor Jenkins Reid's books should be classics. I feel like specifically, maybe In Another Life and One True Love from her backlist. Maybe also her, like, Hollywood series where she has The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, um, Daisy Jones and the Six, Carrie Soto's Back, and Malibu Rising. Yeah. So that's, like, those all four are, like, intertwined. Like, they all take place in the same universe where her backlist doesn't. But, yeah. Anyway, so, um... I just feel like her books are also more sophisticated, and I feel like they could be better classics. I'd say probably, mostly though, I don't know, One True Loves I feel like is such a fun, like, could be a great classic novel, and maybe Another Life as well. I don't know, I, I, just, I don't know, I feel like that mostly, besides the, like, old Hollywood, I think instead her books that take place in, like, the present time, but, like, are so, I don't know. They're so interesting. And One True Loves is the one where um, the first line of the book is I was finishing up dinner with my fiance and my family when my husband calls. So she like gets married to her high school sweetheart and then like a year later on their anniversary he goes missing and they presume him dead. And for three years she thinks he's dead and then they find out she he is alive. He's alive. So now she, but now she already moved on. You know what I mean? She's a fiance. She's happy again and so it's very good. I feel like that's, it's not even like a plot. Like there isn't a plot. I feel like there isn't a plot for any classic novel. I feel like that's why it's great. Like I feel like they're, she's just like living her life. And then her supposedly dead husband calls her. And I feel like she's just sorted out. Like the entire time she's just figuring out what's going on. It's a beautiful book. And maybe Another Life is the one where she, um, the main character comes She's been sitting hop city hopping for years and she goes to stay with her best friend and they go to a bar, I believe. I thought it was a high school reunion party, but it wasn't. They went to a bar and they run into her ex-boyfriend from high school and her entire life is different based on if she um, goes home with her best friend or if she goes home with uh, her ex-boyfriend. And you get like both perspectives and it's really, it messes with my brain um for how like it just messes with my brain because my brain is so decision like I can't make a decision and so I decision reluctant if you will because I (laughs) I just don't make good decisions and I think this book like kind of scratched that itch in my brain where I like was thinking well if I get this versus this like really when I would be like people would like yell at me like Lila girl if you get the purple one with the green one there isn't a difference but I feel like this book was definitely like confirmed my theories where it was like hey if this happens then this could be totally different similarly the midnight library by Matt Higg I'm reading that right now and I think that book is like classic-y like it's very classic-y I think and it's like um it's another book about decisions like that that messes with my head and my brain and really like scratches the itch in my brain that is unable to make decisions and I feel like it's because of these books 
I mean, I could never make a decision, but I think these books aren't helping me any because they're literally confirming my thoughts that like one small decision could make this whole different thing. Like the theory that when you um, make one decision in another, in another universe, you made the other decision and your life goes like two separate ways. So like if you flip a coin, it doesn't come up as heads or tails, it comes up as heads and tails. And like in different universes, you go through different things. Why is, I'm so sorry, my brother's yelling. Um, so I feel like those books confirm those like theories and suspicions that I've had. And, um, the Midnight Library is the one where she, she goes to the library, like, of her whole life, and she can see every single decision that she's ever made, and she can relive the life if she would have made a different decision, and see how it would have been in all these other universes if she had done something different, and it really messes with my head, and I think it's written kind of classic-y, like, it kind of gives off classicness to me. I don't want to say classic vibes because that I'm gonna cringe so pretend I didn't say that it just like is a little bit classic ish to me it's it could be a classic I think in the future so that's why anyway um for movies I don't watch that many movies if we're talking present day movies I would say like the spider-mans all of them like Tobey Maguire's Andrew Garfield's and Tom Holland's I feel like they're all such a fun it's a fun movie franchise that I think could be a great like classic movie like set (laughs) in the future um yeah I don't know I should rewatch the Spider-Man I was really wanting to the other day I don't know because I was like reliving my no way home because it the other a couple months ago it was like the one year anniversary of it coming out and I was like no way it's been a year I've been crying over this for a year, so, like, I want to rewatch it, because I know I'm gonna cry, but, like, I feel like it's just been a while since, like, the my Spider-Man, like, era, so I'd love to get back into it, <laughs> the Spider-Man movies, and then I guess Ferris Bueller's Day Off is considered a classic movie, I don't know, um, I love that movie, if it isn't considered a classic movie, it should be, so I'm putting my petition to make it one. If it isn't already. I don't know. Just because it's from like the 80s. Yeah. So that's not that long ago. So I don't know if it can be. I don't know. I don't know. But I don't know if 18. In the 18. Like when Pride and Prejudice came out. That's Now that's a classic novel. I feel like there wasn't a. There's a Pride and Prejudice movie. But like there wasn't a. um. Like they didn't. I don't think they made movies. In 1813. So. I mean. Who knows. I wasn't there. But. Um, I don't know. I don't see that many movies. Hmm. No, I don't know. Those are really the only movies I've seen recently. Like, I watch old 90s movies often. Like, um, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, I really liked. If that's not a classic movie, that 100% should be. Because that's such a fun little movie. And... Yeah. Yeah. I should watch more movies. I think this is just like a full wake-up call for me that I need to watch more movies. Anyway, um, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed me, you know, talking about things I think should be classics in the future. In the, in the year 2200. Okay, I don't know. 2200. 2000, yeah.
2200s. Woo, the 2200s. Cute. Okay, I'm so sorry. I'm like trying to figure out. It just doesn't have a good ring to it. I don't know. Anyway, um, thank you for listening and I will see you in the next episode. Bye. But if there's if there's classic music, I think some Taylor Swift songs should be on there. Like like Cardigan, The Archer, you know. All of them. <laughs>